there's an evolution to sympathy, empathy, whatever the case may be. There's a process to getting there. And there are roadblocks along that process. I've noticed that I have a tendency when I feel bad about something to not internalize it, but maybe cast that out. Or if I see a behavior in someone else, I no longer hold, but at one time did, a belief, a behavior, whatever it may be. I think subconsciously I get mad at myself for that. And instead of simply addressing that topic with them, sometimes I'll get snarky or I'll get a little uppity, if you will, and not handle the situation appropriately. That is to say, I may be greatly offended by something someone says and and greatly offended by the fact that they could think or believe that way. Even though at one point in time I believed that way myself. And I'll justify that to myself in reflection by saying, well, uh, I realize the error of my ways. They need to realize the error of theirs. But that's not the way it worked for me. Someone didn't attack every single ideology that I had that failed and, and caused me to, to change it. Those things evolved. And, and people that I didn't have sympathy for in the beginning, I evolved a sympathy for through, through interaction and, and through, the, through those people's impact on me. There's a lot of beliefs that I held early on in my life that I don't hold now. And there were transitional phases. I would say, as a young, young child, I was fairly religious, which led me to a certain set of beliefs. Now, um, let's take, because the, uh, I, I made a statement a few weeks back on, on here at Chew Bubblegum that uh, someone related to me brought up to me. So let, let me... Let me start with this topic. Let's say homosexuality. As as a young child, fairly religious and, and deep in Christian belief, I, I really, at that age and time, didn't know anything about that. I, I knew it was something they joked about in movies, and I knew that I was told it was wrong. Whereas coming into my teenage years, I was more of an anarchist in, in, in these things. And, and even though I still... Uh, held a great desire for biblical knowledge at that time. I, I didn't, I had no judgment upon those people. I felt everyone should be treated fairly. Then something happened and, and I got married and, and all of a sudden I was married and I had a kid and, and just within a year or so, I found this need for this religious belief uh, to be stronger than it was. And, and with that, I, I had no hatred towards homosexuals, but I felt like maybe... This shouldn't be allowed. And I remember the birth of that process, and, and I remember it, but it's something that I was repeating because it's something that I had been told. I, I don't believe I ever truly held that belief. But I have to 
acknowledge and take credit for holding it. Well, as I grew as a person and realized I can't endorse this belief because it's something that I don't truly believe in. Well, I feel I made the right transition and I, I feel like what I've done in regards of evolving my position, I did respectfully and in a manner that was conducive to who I really am. The problem is when I hear people who don't have that belief, I'm insulted. I'm insulted by them. I'm insulted by the fact that they don't have to approve of it. They don't have to like it, but they can't just let these people exist. But that's where self-reflection really comes in because I have to think about it. Am I really insulted that that person doesn't believe it or am I embarrassed that my views were that ignorant at one point in time? It's very much the case. And, and the statement that I had made weeks back was, let God get his hands dirty. And I feel like that was out of context and, and not appropriately explained. I'm, I'm going to tell you the difference in podcasting and real life. The difference in this boring show and the exciting show that is Here to Chew Bubblegum. In real life... You must listen, evaluate, consider, then if need be, respond. So a general practice in real life discussion, hear what the person has said, let them stop, consider your response. If you're not thinking, if there's not this flurry of activity in your head, count to 10 slowly. One, two. Three, get to 10. Give yourself that count at least before responding. That allows you to hear what they said, consider what they said, and carefully think of your response. I'm not the world's greatest at that. That has been something I've worked on for a long time and I'm still working on. However, in the realm of something like what Goose and I do, I can't do that to Goose, and Goose can't do that to me because if we do, we lose the flow of the show. The show is entertaining. So I ramble a lot on that show, and I ramble a lot regardless, but I go in circles a lot. And, and, I, and, and I'll do that in other conversations because I feel rushed. But those type of thoughts probably don't need to be expressed on that show at all times, because, and they're not for that reason. They can't be thought out. And I was going in two different ways, and if going back and listening to it after it's been done for a while, I see this person said, so let me explain what I meant, what I meant was that in, this was concerning back when the Tyler Childers video come out and, and some guy at work telling me you can't tell your friends you love them and, and you know, all gay should go, you know, to tell. I used to have a fear of same-sex relationships a fear instilled in me by myself by an interpretation of a grossly mistranslated text written by man in the name of a God 
proclaiming only to be the word of God by man themselves. That was an issue I had. Then, this new issue comes up where it becomes prevalent and it becomes a part of the lexicon at that time to discuss this. We were talking about if the world's better or the world's worse, and I went in two different ways. And I think the world's better in acceptance. But I think because the world's better in acceptance that the limited pockets of non-acceptance stick out more. They seem louder. Seem louder because there's fewer and they have to yell. So, I was giving my viewpoint and why I stand where I stand. I made the comment that my love for my wife, which is very flawed, because I'm very flawed and she is very flawed, is the greatest thing, bar my children, that's ever happened to me. And without that love, those children would not exist. And her loving me, even in its imperfection, is one of the greatest things in my life. Because without that love, I do not have these children who are the greatest thing in my life. Greater than my love for my wife, greater than my love for my Creator, is my love for my children. Just like I would have to assume that a Creator would have great love for me more so than He had for His Creator. And so it goes. My love for my children are greater than my love for my parents, and so on and so forth, all the way to that Creator. But if you took away from me my ability to share that love with my wife, because see, that love is not physical, can't be touched, it can't be brought, it can't be felt. It's not because she's a woman and I'm a man. It's not because of anything other than this being loves this being greatly. I would fight for that love. If we were both women or we were both men or I was white and she were black and she were black and I were white and don't doubt for a moment there are still people that believe people of a different race should not be together. That still exists. I never held that belief at any point in my life, thankfully. But if that were ever taken from me, I imagine the pain that I would feel. Now, from an accused atheist to an admitted agnostic, starting from Christian and going through that gambit, I felt and thought a lot of things and a lot of times believed that maybe there's nothing but us and this is simple evolution at work. And I don't believe that. My mind has changed and it may change again. But at the present moment and up to making that statement, I have a firm belief there had to be some intelligent design. But I don't know what it was. I can feel the difference in what we are and what everything else here on this planet is. And I can feel that love, love for other people, that love for my children. I can see hope and joy and all these things in humans I can't see other places. So I believe that. I just can't tell you what it is. And I can't say 
that Christianity is wrong. Not even for a moment. I don't want to say that. I don't need to take that away. There's something there. You even compare Christianity uh, to Buddhism, from the Trinity to heaven and hell, uh, all, all of these things, the value of living a good life and being a good person, all these things have great value. Now, saying that, what I said is God needs to get his hands dirty. I'm trying to break this down really good. Okay, we've established how I used to feel, how I feel now, how I feel about my life and the value I put on that love. Now, at the center of that question is, is this a sin? Is this wrong? Is this morally wrong based on any deity that two people of the same sex love each other? And I say this, whether it be Hinduism, Buddhism, or especially Christianity, Judge not lest ye be judged thyself. Love all. Judge no one. Be accepting. Turn the other cheek. Work on your relationship and your situation with God. That was always my understanding. So, I firmly believe that those people, whoever they be that are in love, regardless of sex, color, whatever, nationality, religion, that that Jewish person can marry that Catholic person, that that African-American can marry that Caucasian, that that European can marry that Asian, that that man can marry that man and that woman can marry that woman as long as there's love. That is up to them. And it is not my place to judge it or down it. If you can't bring yourself to agree with it, that's okay. I don't even have an issue with that. Then don't agree with it. But it's not your place to condemn it and judge it. It's your place to say, that is not for me, but I support your ability to love. Because I said it then, and I mean it still now. And I believe with everything in me, any creator proud of his creation, would be proud of the statement I made. If love between two people is wrong, I can't understand that. I'm willing to support love for what it really is, when it is true and it is real, to support it and anyone's right to pursue it. And if that's wrong, or if there's some reason why those people shouldn't be allowed to pursue that love, it is not my place to say that. It is not my place to judge that. It's God's. So if he finds a problem with it, if your deity finds a problem with it, then let him get his hands dirty and let him handle that when the time comes for it to be handled. Because I firmly believe that if it's wrong, and I don't believe it's wrong, but if it's wrong, that any deity would agree to that, say that it is their place to make that decision, their place to make that call, their creator's place. But I also firmly believe that 
There's nothing my children could do in the way of choice, of choice to love, choice to live, anything outside of acts of violence on each other or other people. There's horrible things people can do that you would change the way you view them. And if my children committed horrific crimes, I would oblige and agree to their punishment, no matter what it was required to be. But no matter what they did, especially no matter who they loved, I would always love them. And if I feel like what they're doing is wrong in regards to their relationship and who they're with, then it's up to me to get my hands dirty. It's up to me to let my judgment of their love soil my hands and not their hearts. It's not my place to tell them they're wrong. It's not my place to tell them their love is invalid. I need to handle that within myself. And if I can't wash my hands clean of that judgment, then I have failed. So just as it is very much God's place to get his hands dirty, a task I think he willingly would take, it is just, just as required you get your hands dirty when you come to something you don't like. Don't put your judgment off as an insult or a jab or an attack at someone else. Address it internally. Get the dirt on your hands. Find a way to excuse what you're doing as judging because it is judging. And if you can excuse it to yourself and wash your hands clean, then that is okay. But don't soil the other person. That's their life to lead. And if you're correct, if you're correct, and somehow that is a sin, then they pay the price of that sin. And if you dealt with your judgment internally and found a way to deal with it and be forgiven for it, then you have made no sin in the situation. But the one thing I was taught from the time I was little bitty to the old man I am right now is that all sins are equal despite the false value that people put on independent sins. Some people say blasphemy is the greatest sin of all time, but it's not true. A sin is a sin is a sin is a sin. And the sin of judging would be equal to the sin of same-sex marriage. So if you're taking the time to be judgmental, you're getting your hands and everyone else dirty in the process. You're a sinner too. And your sin will carry just as much weight as the thing you're judging. I said what I said. And I stand by it. And I believe it. And I believe it's right. Because it feels right to me. But I'm going to tell you something. Something you should try sometime. Despite the fact that I feel it's right and it feels right to me, I'm 100% okay with it being wrong for you.